Welcome to the Oddity Shop, where the bizarre is always on sale. Welcome back to the Oddity Shop. I am your curator, Zach, sitting here with the other lovely curator of the shop, Kara freaking Warner. I first and last named you. I haven't done it in a minute, but... I felt like you needed a good introduction. Anyways, this is the podcast where we talk about creepy, weird, strange, odd, paranormal, culty, uh, cryptidy stories from around the globe. We open up this shop and invite you in. What the hell is new with you today, Kara? Well, okay. I, ne- I never told you this, but the Sunday after Black Friday, I went to the crystal shop again. That one I was Yeah, the about. one you took uh, your nephew to? Zach. Yeah. Let me tell you, I can't remember her name. She is the sweetest person the, like the girl who works like there owns it yeah and she she like remembered me and i didn't think she would just because when i took zach shopping i, I like was dressed up and like kind of looked cute or whatever and then i looked grungy as fuck because it was after black friday and i was done but i wanted to go get him a crystal for christmas so i was trying to do yeah. some stuff and she was just so cute. she's like hey how are you and i'm like oh my god <laughs> great anyway she was so cute so she for black friday she put mystery bags oh. together and they were third. You know, you know us in a mystery bag. We are so in. Like, Fuck. I don't care what I get okay. out of it. I and just I, love the mystery. I wanted to buy you one, but they were $35. Yeah. And she only had three left because she said that she that she sold out on Black Friday and panicked. So she made, she said she was up all night making more oh. for Saturday because she had promised on her social media that she'd have them throughout the right. weekend. And so she panicked, made a bunch, and then she sold out. But when I got there, and they, I got there at 12, they opened at 12 on Sunday, and she had three left. And she's like, I still have mystery bags. I'm like, okay. So I bought one. Do, do then, you buy it for um, you or for Zach? Well, I bought it for me. Well, I bought it with the intention of kind of going through it and see what I got. And I got like, so first off, it was like $70 worth of stuff for $70, $75. And I believe it. I did try to record a reel and I'm just not good at it, but I'll send it to you because I got a lot of really nice. cool stuff. And some I will give to Zach. But also I went there because this is a really cool what's, story. What's Wednesday the name of it again? Before, just so in case you're in Michigan and want to shout it out. I can't fucking say it because I think I overthink it. It's Spell it. I'll help you. <laughs> Hold on, I'm looking it up because I had it practiced because it's really not that fucking difficult, but my brain wants to say mineral. Okay, so it's M-I-N-A-R-E-A-L-M. My brain keeps wanting to say mineralum, but it's like mineralum. Mineralum. Like realm. Mineralum. I can't say it, though, unless I stare at it. What city is it in? <laughs> if you want to go check out the place Kara's become obsessed with, Minerealm in Fenton. She doesn't have an Instagram. She has a Facebook. I told her she should get an yeah. Instagram, but she doesn't like social media, and I don't either. But anyway, real quick. So I went in there for Zach. And then um, also I had on Wednesday night, I went out with my parents and my brother and my sister-in-law. And I met an owner of this establishment that's actually down the street from where I grew up. And he just bought it. And he was the sweetest person I've ever met in my life. and. Somehow him and I got started talking about being empaths and he didn't know what that was. Anyway, I had given him my triple protection bracelet Aww. and he cried. Aww. He cried. 
he said it was the nicest thing as anyone's ever happened. And I was like, that uh, has ever happened to him. And it was like the sweetest I love thing the, ever, so that I needed to. We're, we're becoming those people who now give crystals to like, <laughs> here an empath, here have some rocks. Yeah. And I mean, he, he is 50, like in his fifties. So he's lived here pretty much his whole entire life, but he got, he was brought here on a, um, like a school visa thing, like a oh, school yeah. trip. He's from student visa. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't remember where he's from, but he was like the sweetest that's guy cute. ever. Look at you. So that's that. That's really awesome. You were sweeter than me. What is, what's new with me? Um, <laughs> I'm sweet. You are. You. Uh, I don't know. We had a, Nick was just here. We're, we're recording Sunday, which is different for us. So he just left, but we had like a really nice weekend where Saturday we went down to Lowell for the Christmas parade um, and had dinner with some friends out there. And it was just like really cute and chill. And then today we went out, we got like a sushi lunch and then the downtown market has this, like, I think it's called Chris Kindle market set up. So Chris. Yeah. Kindle. It's like a, not like Chris. Yeah. Kringle. Well, it's like a German Christmas market. So they have all these like outdoor, oh. like wooden cabins that have different booths and vendors in them. And it's all like super cute. Um, and for 10 bucks, you could get mulled wine in like a little mug and you got to keep the mug. So we drink or walk around drinking some like hot wine and did some Christmas. Shopping. Oh, I saw that Nick had that. I didn't yeah. know what it was. Okay, it was really cute. cute. And we just came back. I got him sucked in too. He's never watched Grey's Anatomy. So we just finished season two and he had his first like Grey's experience of like the trauma that show brings you finally. And he is completely sucked. I think in. I only watched season one, and I was like, "Yeah, oh my not god, for me. it's so bad, but it's so good." I think that's why I probably should rewatch it, but I got too much shit to watch. All right, uh, are you ready? Last for thing before we get into question, I just oh, no, sorry. you're good, you're good. <laughs> um, I just think usually you're the one. I know, so excited I know. For I just question. think we should wish everyone a happy New Year. It's now the fourth of January. Hopefully, you all have resolutions in place. Um, the creepier the resolution, the better. Be odd. Come out of your creepy closet. All right, that's all I have. What's your odd resolution? Uh, my odd resolution. I guess that's not that odd, but I am going to work on meditating at least four times a week. I thought you were going to say four times a day. And I'm like, holy shit. Four times a that day. No, I've been trying to do it daily and I'm failing at that. And I just need to like build up the habit a bit more because it definitely helps with like my anxiety and everything. So yeah. that's my resolution. Hey, Ooh, I can't stop yawning. I don't have one. Don't ask that, me. Well, that's fair because we are ahead in the future. So you have a few weeks to figure it out. In our reality, it is only December 3rd. December 3rd. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll I'm just, I'm in here. February on the show, we'll ask you and you can you can tell everyone. All right. I'm ready for my question now. Okay. <clears throat> Do you pick a little too much or not enough? Like pick, like scratch pick or pick things? No, 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 no. Choose. Do you choose having a little too much or not enough? And, and what, like what's... You always give me vague ass questions. I know. And I knew as soon as I started asking. Um, I probably, I, I, I go for too much. Okay. So like in our bat squatch episode, too much detail either makes you think there's no way that this could be true, or it's one of those things like, well, how the hell did you come up with all of this? Like, it has to be real. Yeah. There's that fine line when you're trying to figure out if somebody's lying about like, 
You have to have that perfect balance of detail. Okay. So now would you take a, like, if it's like with a story, would you take too much detail or not enough detail for you to like, maybe believe in it? Um, like you said, it's gotta be that fine line because if it's not enough, I'm not going to believe. And if it's too much, I'm like, you're lying. So they're there. But knowing me, I get really pissed off. Like I hate movies that end without explaining everything. So I'm going to say I'll still take too much because I don't, I don't like to be left in the dark. I, I kind of agree. Yeah. All right. So we we also know, though, that people kind of drink the Kool-Aid when it comes to things or they come up with hauntings and stories to gain attention, money, power, all that kind of right. stuff. So with this story, I'm going to let you decide. Oh, God. What? Yeah. Am okay. I going to go full skeptic on this story? I I don't know. Okay. And I know you've never heard of this story because I've briefly touched on it in other episode, like in another episode. I think Is I this said something about it. And no, okay. no, no, no. Okay. I, sh- I was thinking about it. We just did a lot of cryptids. So, Mothman, yeah. yeah. This one, I don't know what... I don't know. Okay. So, before we get into it, though, I have one more question. A double. Do you do you know what a mongoose is? Yeah. And not the bike? I mean, I definitely... Okay. I <laughs> had the coolest mongoose bike growing up with the, like, so four sets brother. of uh, peg... Or, you know, two sets of pegs on the front and on the oh, back. Yeah. And I thought I was the coolest <laughs> kid. I had the mongoose helmet. I think I had it with, like... What color was it? The bike. Your bike. It was orange and black with white writing. I think Kyle's was orange. And I really wanted the black pegs, but I got the silver ones. Uh, so I tried to spray paint them, and then they just looked terrible. See, after a certain a point, pegs weren't cool. Yeah, yeah, no, they were. So Kyle didn't. I don't think he had pegs because I wanted to get pegs, and I don't hate that they weren't cool. I and honestly, I probably got them like slightly late to the game because I would have had them like probably ninety nine, early two thousand. So I was probably a little late on the peg game, but I still thought I was a badass. <laughs> I couldn't skateboard, so that was the next best thing. Um, but yeah, no, I know what the like the little critter. They kind of look like a ferret, right? Yeah, a mongoose is a small carnivorous mammal. They resemble a ferret or like a meerkat. They are found mainly in Africa, but also in Southern Asia and Southern Europe. And according to Britannica.com, mongooses are short-legged animals with pointed noses, small ears, and long furry tails. <laughs> They're kind of cute, yeah. They are. The claws do not retract, and in most species, there are five toes on each foot, and their fur is kind of gray to brown. It's commonly like grizzled, you know, like kind of like rough looking or freckled with a lighter gray color. Do they have pegs? <laughs> Sorry. What do you so what do you think they what do you think they sound like? Probably I mean if they're like a ferret or a meerkat, probably like little chirps and stuff. Well, they make like a high a high pitched screech scream. I kinda wanna hear it now. Uh I I did look up. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, do it. How am I gonna get it to play where you can hear? Hold on, let's try. Isn't that could you hear it? Yeah, but that's not what I thought they would sound like. Yeah, no, that's that's a little wild. It it sounds like it's in pain all the time. It does. Yeah. It's weird. Wild. Okay. All right. Now you might be asking, Kara, why are we talking about mongooses? Kara, why are we talking about mongooses? Wait, are okay, they mongooses well, or mongeese? They are. They are mongooses. Because you know I, I have problems. I need to know the correct plural of animals, all right? We've already gone through giraffe. That's <laughs> Wait, why did we do that? The Aliens over Zimbabwe episode. <laughs> I'm a going with mongoose. I don't care what's right. No, I looked it up. It's mongooses. 
Language does not make any fucking sense. It doesn't. It's fucking idiotic. All right. In 1917, James or Jim, and sorry, I go back and forth, I think, in my writing. So James or Jim, same person, and Margaret Irving were married. Jim was a commercial traveler, but he decided that he wanted to live on a farm. So they moved to Dorlish Cashin to become sheep farmers. Where is that? This is... This is an isolated <laughs> place on the Isle of Man, United Kingdom. Okay. Okay. Being isolated, it kind of made living difficult. There was no electricity or running water, and this farm actually really wasn't doing well. No. I know. And the couple soon expanded to a family of three with their daughter. I just cracked my knuckle on accident. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> keep it in there. Sorry. They expanded to a family of three with their daughter. Voire. That is a great name. So I heard it a lot of different ways. So this is how it's spelled. V-O-I-R-R-E-Y. So I would think Voire. But when I translated it, it said Voire. Okay. Either way. Still gorgeous. I'm going with Voire. I love it. Isn't that cool? It's cool. Okay. That was in 1917 when they moved there. They soon have their child. Farm's not doing too great, right? Mm -hmm. So in September 9th... Did I say 1913? 1917. I think you said 17. Okay. So in 1931, the peaceful life the Irvings were living ended. And the family started to hear scratching on the paneling of the house. I wish I had a scratching sound. Oh, I I could probably do one for you after the squirrels lived in my walls for six months. Yeah, so that. (laughs) So (laughs) there are squirrels in my walls. Oh, God. Okay. So they're, they're hearing this in the paneling, right? And they're like, what the hell? And then it continued with gurgling and growling within the walls. So it's like the squirrels. They were like in the walls, not really necessarily on the outside of the walls, in the freaking paneling of this little small farmhouse. It is hard to get critters out. Right. And so you're thinking, duh, it's a farm. They're animals. And that's exactly what they found out to be animals. The cause? A mongoose. Now, this took months to figure out what animal it was because they accidentally happened to see it running. And this is odd because a mongoose? Why would a mongoose be in the United Kingdom? I was going to say, yeah, that's not one of the places you really said. Right. So a mongoose in the United Kingdom can actually be explained. How, you might ask? Well, How, in 1912, <laughs> in 1912, a neighboring farmer had decided to bring mongooses to the land to help control the rabbit population. Mongoose. So <laughs> Sorry. Mongai. Mongai. <laughs> look it up right now. I did, but look it up. The plural of mongoose is mongooses or mongeese. Top Google result. All right, so it is mongooses. Mongoose is not a common plural, but it is cited as an alternative plural in many leading dictionaries. So I think it should be mongai. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway, this farmer in 1912 brought mongooses, mongeese, mongai to his land and he controlled to control the rabbit population. Got it. So a surviving mongoose trying to get into the family's house doesn't seem that odd now. No. Okay. This rat-sized yellowish weasel kept the family up for night after night after night. With all the disruption, James made many attempts to capture and kill this animal. Are they nocturnal? Because that would be really fucking annoying. I actually think that they are. Ugh. But now I might just be making that up in my brain. Mongoose facts. Dang, I should have I 
I should have threw that in there with my it's all good. It's all paragraph good. about manga. <laughs> we we get to make up at least one or two <laughs> facts an episode. They're they're not true. Do you feel the most powerful and beautiful with the elements of the earth around you? Do you like one of a kind jewelry? Do you sometimes feel like a woodland fairy? Me too. That's why I created Holly and Hemlock, a magical shop filled with handmade wooden jewelry and metaphysical tools. Come check out our enchanting wooden wares at www.hollyhemlock.com and join us in honoring the magic and beauty of nature with each unique creation. That's www.hollyhemlock.com. All right, so he used traps gunshots, poisons, nothing were any match for this mongoose as he was very smart and he got away every time. So this little critter was just way too smart for everything. And this is a wild story. So at one point he had James, Jim, whatever, had taken a piece of bread Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know if it was toast or if it was just bread, but he put some peanut butter on it. And he laid it out like in, I think like in the hallway or on the steps. I'm not quite sure. And in the middle of the night, they wake up to that screech fucking dying sound no. and like coughing, gurgling, hacking. Because, oh, I'm sorry. Because he put poison on oh, it. Oh, okay. I said that part. So he put poison in the peanut butter. Sorry. And so they hear this and they're like, well, we finally <laughs> fucking got him. So he's not only in the walls. He's coming like inside, inside the house. In the house. Yeah. Because at one point they see him like run around the corner and that's how they realize it was a mongoose. But it took months for them to even figure that out. Okay. They think that they killed him. Nope. Nope. When they got out, when they, when they fucking woke up, the piece of bread was still intact. No peanut butter was moved. This little fucker pretended to die. What? Yeah. Did he just live through poison? Is he like super goose? He didn't. He just, he just knew not to eat it. And so he pretended to make all of those fucking dying noises and then he never even ate it. What a little shit. Right? So after months of failed attempt murder attempts, the family just gave up and they decided they just had to get over it. And this mongoose now resided in their home too. And that, and that was it. So this could be a cute story of a family pet, right? Like they, they take on this, they embrace this mongoose as their little friend. Yeah, but you haven't talked at me for nearly long enough. So I know there's more. Well, and we, we do odd here. Hello. So we're not doing family pet. <laughs> Um, anyway, I know you've been hanging out with babies recently. And I'm getting better with them. I I picked one up unprompted this weekend. One? I picked one up. I picked up. one up. I picked a baby up unprompted. Nobody forced me to do it. I had an okay time. She She's just over a year now, though, so it's like it, the baby is far less I love fragile. how she still doesn't have a name. It's an it, a baby. Piba. Her name is Amelia. Or Amelia, but Piba. <laughs> so, okay. Imagine a baby that makes like that gurgling sound when you're talking to them. So like yeah. when you talk, they they try to talk and they're making that gurgling sound. This mongoose would make would make sounds like that as if it was like a baby trying to talk according to James. It's kind of like how cats domesticated humans by acting cute. You know, like the whole cat thing where they like cry and then flop and then they get into your house and then they're like, fuck you, I don't need you anymore. I'm warm. Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of went on for months, right? Where it would be like they, the family would be talking or whatever. And then this little mongoose would like almost be talking back. Now, they don't always see the mongoose. He's usually hiding, but they would hear him. Okay. So James begins begins to speak like words to him until they were repeated back by the mongoose. No. So literally like what you would say to a... Shut up. Like a parrot, if you will, is what I wrote. So 
he would literally just keep saying words and sentences over and over again. And this little shit fuck would repeat them back. How? This mongoose <laughs> grew very fond of uh, Voire. And at this point, she was 13. And he would mimic her and other human speech. So soon we have a full-blown talking mongoose. Now, at this point, do you think that this could happen? No. Because like I just say, but parrots can talk and animals understand yeah, us. Yeah, but... So do you think... But there's like thousands and thousands of documented parrots talking. There's not thousands of mongi, <laughs> mongeese. Well... Gooses. All right, well, so you're, you're saying no? You don't think... Uh, uh, just give me more. Just keep going. <laughs> Well, you're going to lose it if you already don't feel like this is legit. <clears throat> All right. Hold on. Once talking. Let me ask this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other than the family, is it uh, documented by anybody else hearing this mongoose? Let me continue okay. on. Once talking, the mongoose introduced himself as Jeff. G-E-F. Jeff claimed to be an extra, extra clever mongoose. He said this himself? Yeah. He was born in Delhi, India on June 7th, 1852, and Jeff explained that he was a ghost of a mongoose, and he was quoted saying, For years, I could understand all that was said. I tried to talk, but couldn't until you taught me. I have questions. How is he the ghost of a mongoose, but also a physical mongoose? So they, these are questions that we will get Question to. Question number two. How did they teach him to speak? He just listened to them? Yeah, well, that's why I said. James just kept talking, saying phrases and words over and over until he just started repeating them. And then he just freaking picked it up. And now here's the thing. Jeff didn't stop here. He learned English, but he also knew some Russian, Manx, Hebrew, Welsh, Hindustani. I can't say that. What's Hindu? Hindustani. Hindustani. That sounds right. Flemish, Italian, Arabic, and Spanish. That's all that he claimed. How the hell? I don't know. Um, he was also... Um, <laughs> you're just so angry. I'm just confused. Uh, he also had a fine repertoire of songs he loved to sing and nursery rhymes he was taught by Voiray. Jeff was also a prankster, though. Of course he was. So at first it was said that he didn't show himself a lot and the family would actually like um they had like a almost like a net thing in their kitchen that he would just like kind of hide in and then like sometimes he would like lower it down and come out and then he hid in like um uh, i think it was like a a basket or like a box in Voiray's room a lot other than just being in the walls and so like i said he didn't show himself a lot and he said this is a quote from Jeff I am a freak I have hands, I have feet, and if you saw me, you'd faint. You'd be petrified, mummified, turned into stone or a pillar of salt. What? He's very dramatic. Uh, it kind of sounds that way, because like I've seen a mongoose before, and none of those things happened to me. Oh, uh, they didn't talk either, so I don't know. That's true. Now, he could be, he could be re really disruptive and rude, but then kind and playful at other times. So it's you just didn't really know what you're going to get with Jeff. <laughs> um, I mean, he was crazy. Whether I believe it or not, I love it. I love Jeff. I know. He wasn't as fond of Margaret. Um, he would spy on her when she was undressing like a weird little peeping Tom. And he would call out each article of clothing that she would remove, like kind of like fuck with her because she didn't know where he would be. So he'd be like, I don't know, sweater as she was taking it off. Like, sure. What a fucking little creeper. I love him, though. No, I, I'm obsessed with him. And he would make fun of James, too. And he sometimes he would, like, refer to his head as looking like an onion. 
So he's a little asshole. He's a clever little asshole. Yeah. Now, there are a lot of articles that go different ways. So at times he was apparently really obsessed with Voiray and he would follow her everywhere and he would threaten to always follow her when the family moved, like would move, or I'm sorry, the family moved her bed into their bed. And he apparently, I only read like one article about this, so I don't know if it's true. I think he did really like Voiray and he would just follow her around a lot. Okay. And so the family kind of got like, ooh, like a little leery about it. And so they moved her bed into their room. And then that night he freaked out. Like, I guess there was banging and shaking and like the door, like he was pounding and scratching and fucking screeching like that horrible screech, like at the door, like all night long. And then, yeah, he was like, I will always follow her. That's why I don't, I don't know if that's totally true because then like, however, he guarded the home. And he would announce when anyone was trespassing or if guests had arrived. So, you know, he would just be like, Hey, somebody's here or, you know, whatever's here for dinner. He was like their smart doorbell before they existed. He was. That'd be And he was even their alarm clock if the family overslept. He would wake them up. Oh, I could so use a mongoose alarm. I cannot. I know. If that thing was screeching, I would actually get out of bed on time. I know. He would. And um, he would monitor the fire. And if the family had fallen asleep with it lit, he would put it out. How? Isn't he cute? So this is so cute. He would accompany the family into the market, to the market. He would just walk along the hedges so that he wouldn't be seen. But it was said that he would just jabber on the whole entire way there. Like he, once he started talking, he didn't stop talking. And he would just follow along the hedges so no one could see just yapping away. It, it reminds me of um, Shrek. Remember when they're at the beginning of Shrek, donkey. they're trying to like herd up all of the magical animals. She's like trying to sell donkey. He talks and he doesn't until like they make him fly. Dude. It's so donkey vibes, it's not even funny. You just wait. This is my personal favorite part about Jeff, okay? He was nosy. So Jeff would catch rabbits, because remember, that's why the mongooses were there in the first place. So he would catch rabbits to earn his keep. And while doing so, he would spy on the neighbors and learn of all of their affairs and other secrets. And he'd come home and just, like, talk about it. Okay, I'm starting to really love this goose. I love Jeff. Okay, so then... Um, he enjoyed sneaking on the bus and he would catch a ride around the island and he would just like be hiding and he would just be eavesdropping and he would just return home with all of the city gossip. I need a Jeff. I love him. He was almost, it was almost 10 years that he was with the family. 10 years that they just had Jeff and you know, you just didn't know what you'd get with him. Is that like a typical lifespan for Mongoose? Well, I just, no, he didn't die. I just meant they dealt with him for 10 years. Did they get rid of him? No, let me finish. Okay. <laughs> okay. If this ends with Jeff dying, though, I'm going to be really upset. No. Okay. So the thing about Jeff is, like I said, he would hide a lot. And he wouldn't really show himself, not even really to the family, like sometimes, but he mostly hid. But shortly after adopting Jeff, if you can call it that, the word of a talking mongoose made it around the island. Now, there are some stories that like two boys caught him or like they were walking past the farm and they... I don't even know. And Jeff started yelling at them. And so that kind of got spread. I, I'm not quite sure. But at some point, Jeff reached the local no, the lo- the local papers. When it was investigated, it was determined that it seemed to be Voy Ray throwing her voice or having powers of ventriloquism. Retri- so that's kind of like what the papers said. They're like, nah, it's just Voy Ray throwing her voice. I feel voice. like the voice like, throwing is how they used to explain any weird voices. Like... 
especially around that time, Anything. any spiritualism stuff going on or like demonic possession. It was always just somebody throwing their voice. Yeah. So Jim wasn't really having that. So he wrote to the English ghost hunter, Harry Price, which if you guys don't know, Harry Price was really well known. He traveled all around the world. Like he's in a lot of cases around this time. Um, so he was like, yeah, uh, it's not anybody throwing their voice. So he wrote to Harry Price. So Harry was way too busy. So he sent a friend and this friend was Captain James McDonald. McDonald didn't find any proof that there was voices coming from Jeff because remember, Jeff doesn't show himself. And he left with what he thought was a piece of hair that belonged to Jeff, but it turned out to just be from a sheepdog. So he shows up, nothing happens. Jeff ain't, Jeff ain't really Jeffin. And he's like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I have nothing. He was being clever. He didn't, he can't blow his cover. You know what that'll do? Yeah. You have people right. banging down the door trying to see him. Right. So in 1835, Harry Price himself finally visited the farm. With him came Richard Lambert, which was the editor, editor of BBC Magazine, The Listener. And again, nothing happened. Jeff didn't make a presence at all to either He's one a of sneaky them. Sneaky little boy. I know. So Jim provided them with a footprint that he had um, casted in plaster, claiming that like this is um, Jeff's footprint. So upon sending them off, they came back as possible raccoon or dog paw prints. So they were like, nope. Oh, like way too big. So again, we've got nothing. The hair wasn't there. The footprints aren't whatever. So and Jeff ain't talking to nobody. So, okay. So now we move to Hungarian journalist, and I'm going to butcher this name, but I think it's Nandor Foder, who was also a research officer for the International Institute of Physical Research. Okay. And he visited the home for a week. Okay. A whole week. Okay. Um, and of course, Jeff remained. Come silent. on, Jeff. However, I know. However, Lambert didn't dismiss this as like, like claims of there being no Jeff. In fact, he wrote Jeff a letter because, yes, Jeff can read. Well, I mean, if he can speak 10 different languages, of course he can read. Yeah, of course. And he's a clever, clever mongoose. Clever, clever. So this is the letter. <clears throat> Dear Jeff. I was really hoping it would start with dearest Jeff. Oh, well, we can edit it. Okay. <laughs> start over. <Okay>. Use dearest. <laughs> dearest Jeff. <laughs> sounds, it sounds more informal. Dearest Jeff. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let me get through it. <laughs> dearest jeff i am very disappointed that you didn't speak to me during the whole week which i spent here i came from a long way and it took a lot of trouble in collecting all of your clever sayings i believe you to be a very good and generous mongo mong mongoose mongoose <laughs> i brought you chocolates and biscuits and i would have been very happy if you had done something for me that was the letter Please tell me he wrote one back. <laughs> no. Even though Jeff stayed quiet and out of sight, Lambert did have a few theories. So here's where we get into it. Aside from people thinking that Voiray or Jim were throwing their voice or they were master ventriloquists, Jeff was thought to be a story just brought on by a very, very, very bored Jim. So perhaps because the farm wasn't doing well and it was a very isolated area, the thought was maybe Jim was just like bored. This is probably like a bigger one that a lot of people kind of think, but there really isn't anything that people have a full belief of what Jeff is or what the hell this is. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. Okay. So Jeff was a poltergeist. A real quick refresher. 
A poltergeist is a type of ghost or spirit that is responsible for physical disturbances, such as loud noises and objects being moved or destroyed. Most claims or fictional descriptions of poltergeists show them as being capable of pinching, biting, hitting, and tripping people. They are also depicted as capable of the movement or levitation of objects, such as furniture or culture, noises such as knocking on doors, foul smells are also associated with poltergeist occurrences, as well as spontaneous fires, different electrical issues, such as flickering lights, blah, blah, blah. So we've kind of touched on this previously, but poltergeist is often thought of as a negative spirit attracted to teenagers, mostly females. So because of hormonal and emotional changes in the teenager's body, body negative energy may be projected outwardly. Right. Like they're almost more of like a psychic phenomenon rather than right. spirit. So that's kind of one of the thought of what, yeah, what Jeff Okay. Is. Another theory was that the family was just sharing the same delusion. I mean, it is early 1900. Maybe they were like eating lead paint. So let's take some time. And what do you think? So is it throwing a voice, if we're going like throwing voice or vitriloquism, is it a poltergeist or do you think it's like a family delusion or do you think it's something else? Or do you think he's really a little mongoose talking? I, as much as I would love to believe in a cute little mongoose talking, hold on, let's go back to when he would follow them to the market. Is the family claiming that Mm -hmm. the mongoose walked alongside of them and talked to them? Yeah. Hmm. He he kind of walked along the bushes so other people wouldn't see him, but he talked the whole entire way there. I'm I'm maybe And he would always bring back gossip and no secrets about the town that some turned out to be true. See, that's where okay. I don't think it's mongoose for sure. I I am gonna think less of poltergeist because poltergeist, as far as my understanding, is less of a spirit and more of a psychic projection, which isn't gonna be able to like get info from your neighbors. It gives me feeling of, I want to say elemental a little bit, because I know they can travel around, but like it's speaking different languages or something. It it almost to me, like, I know we don't like to say it here much, but it kind of feels like it's some sort of, let's say negative spirit, but nothing happened either. I think it's more of just like a trickster spirit. Yeah. Some articles did really say that he was really aggressive. Like I was saying, like, um, to Voiray and like really like attached to her. Yeah freaking out and destroying things when they like quote unquote took her away but i i think i'm i think i'm leaning negative spirit just because like i am too like not maybe not negative spirit like but that trickster spirit because like we know of other places like the conjuring mm-hmm. house trickster, where yeah. they like present as super evil but they're really just more of like get a rise out of you yeah a trickster and it, it's also giving me like bell witch where like mm-hmm. they knew everything about the town and all the other people. Very like similar you said, to they the kind of travel, whatever. But but apparently he straight up was traveling. Now some or maybe like one or two articles I read were just saying that he wasn't a ghost of a mongoose. He was just a ghost presenting as a mongoose, which kind of makes sense. So if it could be a trickster, trickster spirit, but that was like a direct quote saying a ghost of a mongoose is what he said. So mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I kind of agree with you. Well, I mean, too, like if you're trying to get a family's trust, right? Are you going to come out and be like, I'm a spirit who's trying to like make my way into your family or like maybe there was a mongoose in the wall and he's like, this is the perfect opportunity for me to like get my in. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So because at the beginning of the episode, I kind of was saying a little too much detail is like, what the hell? And then a little uh, not enough is like, so I think we're kind of in the medium because we get a ton of stuff that like happens 
like the family experiences. Yeah. But here's the thing that's like makes me think that they're not lying. Like this is not one of the stories like the bleeding house where it's like this poor couple could just be really lying and it went too far. I don't think it's that only because they never got money out of this. They never got anything out of this at all. Right. But neither did the bleeding house. But I'm just saying like, it's not like they were doing this to like get attention and like media and like, yeah, their farm wasn't doing well, but they never got anything for this. And they never did like exclusive news stories or anything like that. It just happened to leak out. Yes, Jim did want to clarify, and that's why he wanted Harry Price to come, but he didn't do it for any money. I see that. Okay. So, I don't know. Well, I think, I mean, you know, I believe in everything. I fucking, he's a little talking mongoose. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> so, with, with the information I don't I've think gotten, he's a little. I think. I, I don't think it's. Um, I don't think he's really a talking mongoose. I think he's a little, like you said, like a trickster. Yeah. I, portraying as a little mongoose. I definitely came into this though thinking I was going to like not believe whatever you said just from like the lead up that we had. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, I don't have anything that makes me think like the family would make it up. Like you said, they they didn't really go for notoriety. Right. Obviously, like. They didn't gain. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's still a cute story, though. I love Jeff. All right. Well. I also love that. I know. Like, I love Jeff. I'm no obsessed. matter what it is, it picks the name Jeff. G-E-F. Not even spelled normally. I love it. Eventually, the family had to move in 1945 after Jim's passing. The family had difficulty selling the farm as it was thought to be haunted or having a talking mongoose living in the walls. And Jeff did not want to leave. Despite the women wanting him to come, he didn't want to go. Oh, so he's staying. And I don't know why. Leslie Graham purchased the farm, and he claimed to see the mongoose, but not only that, he claimed to capture, kill, and stuff Jeff. Oh, wait, how do you kill a ghost mongoose? Well, right, because we don't, I mean, they never, so the family never claimed he was a ghost. They they were like, he's a real fucking mongoose. He was a possessed mongoose, that's what I'm going with. Maybe. Margaret and Voiray are rightfully upset, so they went back to the farm But this supposed Jeff wasn't Jeff. It was a black and white, much bigger mongoose. So, fuck you, Leslie, you lied. You little bitch. (laughs) Wait. So, um, what? Oh, okay, Leslie Graham. Okay, I was thinking you were saying Margaret was lying. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, I I just got the names confused. You're good. So, um, he just, he was trying to get clout. Gotcha. Jeff is fine. But no one really heard from Jeff ever again. So over the the 10 years, though, that they pretty much had Jeff, Jim collected like 200 pages of Jeff's activities and ramblings. So I'll leave you with a few. Is there a book? I want to read Jeff's book. I tried finding if it was, and I, I didn't find it. Somebody anything. needs to compile Jeff's writing. I know. I, I really want to do some more research and, and figure out if they have the um, Jim's collection. So here are a couple quotes I'm going to leave you with. I have three attractions. I follow Voiray, Ma'am gives me food, and Jim answers my questions. Oh, he's a simple man. <laughs> simple goose. I love him. Okay. Are you ready for another? Yes. Um, I lost my spot. I'll split the atom. I am the fifth dimension. I am the eighth wonder of the world. That's, that's given trickster. Germanic. Cocky. Okay. This is when he was probably having one of his little shit tantrums. (laughs) I have been in nicer homes than this. Carpets, piano, satin covers on polished tables. I am going back there. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't care whether he's real or not anymore. I just love Jeff. I love him. Okay. Uh, Here's another one. 
If you knew what I know, you'd know a hell of a lot. Tad bit of narcissism, but, you know, talking mongoose, he's earned it. I know. But my favorite one was from the beginning when he refers to himself as a extra, extra clever mongoose. I mean, that is just amazing. And that is the oddity of Jeff the talking mongoose. You know, I'm going to say he's real. And this is maybe is. just me hoping because I I love Jeff. Jeff, I would welcome you into my home. Not the squirrels, but you could come. Just like talk to me. Don't don't scream all night, but Yeah. But I just I don't know. I fucking love him so much. And you need to listen to like other podcasts about him. There's a few I'll send you because they're just so it's just so fucking funny listening to him. I just love him so fucking much. And like he's so dramatic. Like I like, like him pretending to die after eating the poison right. and he didn't even fucking touch it is so funny to me. I love it. I feel like after two, <laughs> like our last few episodes, we definitely needed a Jeff story. Something light and fun. I know. I want something lighthearted, but still odd. And this is so odd because I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's real. Jeff is real. And Jeff, you are welcome to come hang out with me and Kara. Yeah. I don't know what he is. I would just hope that he always portrays as a little mongoose because I think that's cute as fuck. It is cute as fuck. And apparently he was like a smaller one too. Aww. He was like a little, little baby like goose. Like a little tiny. Like a little tiny mongoose. But anyway, yeah, that's the nice job. weird oddity story of I, I feel like <laughs> in the year year and a half we've been doing this, I've never smiled through an episode as much as I did because usually we <laughs> cover know. some pretty dark shit. <laughs> I know. He's so fucking cute though. I love it so much. Oh, and I actually, I think I forgot to mention this, but I did. So Voy Ray died in the early 2000s, and she continued on that Jeff was real. Wow, she lived a her. long life. So she was 13 in about 1935, I think it was. Uh, still. So how old was she, you think? 80s, 90s? I think it was 2003. Good for her. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, she... Um, she was tried to, they tried to interview her a couple places a couple times and she didn't really want to be interviewed, but she, she went down saying that, nope, he was a fucking mongoose and he fucking talked. Hey, I feel like that only adds validity to it, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. Oh, he, Jeff. Jeff was real. Somebody draw me a little mongoose. Yeah, send in mongoose like art. That, that is our ask of you this week. We don't need your stories. We don't, well, I mean, unless you want to send them, but send us some mongoose art. Yeah, that would be so, like, just, I just want like a little sticker that says Jeff. <laughs> G-E-F. G-E-F, make sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, nice job, dude. That was a fun one. I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. I liked it. It was weird and odd, but I just love Jeff. I just, I love how sassy he is. He's just so dramatic. <laughs> my kind of guy. Sassy and dramatic. Although maybe I wouldn't get along with him because I'm also sassy and dramatic. No, I. Whoa. All right, Jeff, come to my house. (laughs) I'll come visit. All right. Well, that is what I got for you this week. Nice job. Nice job. Um, As always, well, new request mongoose art. Otherwise, send in your stories. We would love if you are finding yourself coming back, leave a review on Apple or uh, I think ratings on Spotify. And yeah, talk to us on socials. Um, I've gotten actually quite a few stories. I have to check our emails. So I don't know if they, somebody was supposed to email us a story, but a lot of people have been talking about what made them a believer. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. So let's keep sharing stories, sharing. Let us know what made you a believer. Believable. 
believer in the odd. I'm a believer. Speaking of donkey. Oh, God, yes. Okay. Donkey. So, total side note, but I saw a shirt the other day that somebody was wearing on TikTok, and it's terrible. Wait, haven't you not seen Shrek? No, I've seen Shrek a hundred times. Who did I just speak to recently that hasn't seen Shrek? I and no I was idea. like, you're stupid. I actually just watched Shrek in seven minutes because somebody posted Shrek. the entire movie to TikTok. But every time Shrek took a step, the speed doubled. It was great. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. What were you going to say? So there's a shirt that somebody was wearing. It was, it's one of those shirts that's like, where would you ever get away with wearing this? But it was so stupid. It just said slut on it. But the letters <laughs> were like Shrek green and the S the sludge had or whatever. the, oh, the ears of Shrek on it. I'm like, I don't know why I find this so funny, but it's hilarious. Okay, so anyway, with that, um, I'm, I'm going to watch Shrek, I think, after I get off of this. There you go. Anyway, um, yeah, so like us, subscribe, do all the things. Um, but most importantly, creep it real, yeah, boss. Mm, goodbye. Bye. Bye.